Well, hello, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for this week's episode where Scott Carter, of course, joins me to chat about the week that is, the week that was, and there's plenty going on in golf. Um, we're catching up tonight. It's late Tuesday night. It's been a big day for me. We're going to talk more about that. Thanks for tuning in all around Australia, all around the world. We really do appreciate the time that you take out of your day, your month, your week to tune in. And uh, if you keep tuning in, we'll keep doing the podcast. Thanks for listening. Here comes Scott. Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back every week. Uh, really do appreciate it. How are you? Thanks, mate. It's, um, what a week, eh? We've, we're losing golf courses in, a, in the country, Roscoe. It's an outrage. Well, I absolutely agree that it is an outrage. Uh, what you're referring to is the announcement by the New South Wales Premier that uh, they're going to build an awesome park to service the constituents of that part of Sydney, which is the Zetland area, overpopulated, overpopulated. Well, no, they haven't overpopulated. They've built housing in droves there, uh, apartment dwellings in a area that was used to be industrial area. And um, they need more parkland, of course. Now they need a park. Where's the park going to come from? Not the one that's probably a kilometre away, the one that's across yep. the road, more park golf course. That was a long way of saying, yeah, we're going to talk about more park golf course and the news that broke that they you know, do want to repurpose that land. It's been, Clover Moore's been talking about it for a long time. Well, now the New South Wales Premier seems to be involved and he's rubber stamped the uh, plans that are going to see a wonderful new park in that part of Sydney. Uh, I would like to find out more about all of that. Um, what else? What else? Yeah. What else? Oh, mate, there's uh, yeah, a little bit of golf on last week, wasn't there? There was. We had LPGA. We had uh, the PGA yep. Tour in Japan. We had uh, the final mm. of the Live Golf. Uh, yeah, tons we, happening. Yeah, we had DP World Tour where one of our own favourites uh, got up. And uh, that just rolls on to this weekend as we come into the Asia-Pacific mm. Amateur on our own backyard. Beautiful. Yes. So much happening. wonderful, wonderful Royal Melbourne. Um Composite course, mind you, fantastic to have that event there, showcasing uh, Melbourne golf again. But yeah, it, just, it was a it was a really um, there was a lot of big name winners, mate. Like uh, Minji Lee got up. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. We had a brother securing pretty much locking in his PGA Tour card for next year. So there's a, a, a great result. Um, of course, the Crushers got up in the Live uh, Miami. Super exciting. Was it ever in doubt? Um, was it ever in was doubt? It ever that in crushes? <laughs> was it ever in doubt? Paul no, Casey. Was, who, uh, who, yeah. are, who are the crushes? Who are the crushes? There we go. Oh, okay. You're going to get me Paul Casey, Bryson DeChambeau, um, Charles Howell third, and Anna Ban Lahiri. Well done. Extra points. Oh, Extra points for you, young man. Anna Ban Lahiri. I must did. have caught the headline somewhere, Roscoe. Anabhan Lahiri, I believe it was a, it's a fantastic bloke. Um, the chaps from Golf Digest Australia played with him in the Pro-Am at uh, Adelaide and they sung his praises very highly. He looked very happy yep. with the $14 million win or something like that, $40 million. Oh, ridiculous, $14, $40, it doesn't matter. It all becomes yeah. numbers after, you know, $100 for me. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, unbelievable stuff. He did look very happy. Yep, they look pretty happy. Um, so, uh, so yeah, let's have a let's kind of dive into that a little bit later as well. But, um, but like, mate, let's start with Minji. I mean, what what a win! Um, wins in a playoff against uh, the American Allison Lee. Um, what she shoot? Uh, so yeah, Lydia Ko um, finished third as well, yeah. two shots back yeah. uh, at fourteen hundred. So so they're both yeah, Minji and Allison at sixteen hundred. But it was, was it first playoff hole, I think. But um, yep. Um, but yeah, great win for Minji. Was it number six for her? I, I think. I, I think no. So. I, I, this uh, is it. Not number ten. She becomes the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, ten, yeah. ten, ten. She's yeah. she's cracked double digits, and yeah, Kari Webb uh, is the leader in that um, uh, department, and uh, yep. Jan Stevenson, another great Australian trailblazing golfer back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, you know, Jan Stevenson to Australian golf was how do you equate it? She was. 
Mm. There was no peer for Jan Stevenson in global golf and uh, so she's won many, many times on the LPGA Tour and and Minji now becomes a double-digit winner. Uh, I think she's won two times this year, Uh, one of a handful of two-time winners. I think uh, Celine Booty has won three. So um, just a cracking year. What a family. What a, what yeah, a, what a abs- family. What an absolute family uh, to be part of as a golfer. Um, so that was great. I, I did have my eyes on uh, our, our friend uh, uh, Ashley Buhai who was leading. Mm-hmm. Just uh, dropped back a little bit there, didn't have the greatest uh, third round. And, um, yeah, so but I, I thought that I, I was – I couldn't lose for a moment there. It was going to be Ash and Minji. But yeah. uh, anyway, Minji Lee, what a, what a win. What a win. Yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned Celine Boutier there, mate. So she finished T5. So uh, she showed signs of life there last week or the week before. And then I think uh, she was my tip for this week. But yeah, T5, um, really good result. So that puts her, keeps her in second place in that um, end of season race. So um, so she's finding some form at the back end of the season again. And yeah, we had a couple of the other Aussies, uh, Hannah Green, T22, Gracie Kim at T34, Steph was T41, Kempi T59. So, of course, that was a no-cut event, Roscoe. So mm-hmm. everyone got to take some money home. Um, and but, uh, but, they're going to do that again this week. But you look at that leaderboard and the, the big names are certainly shining. You know, Alison Lee, Minji Lee, Lydia Ko, Angel Yin. Uh, yep. They're all up there, Titical, Furaway, Coglin, Shin, a couple of Shins in there. Um, Buhai, you know, Buhai finished it. So they're all those... Big names. It's great to see. That's what you expect. That's uh, that's what you want to see uh, if you're on tour. But um, well, I don't know. Is it what you want to see if you're on tour? I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure oh, the big, well, the big I mean, names want to see them up up top. But uh, I'm sure some some people want to see some of these new younger winners. Um, uh, We've had a few of those. We've had a few of those this year. So that's been a good mix of you know the the big stars playing well and consistently at the top of the leaderboard, and and a few, um, quite a few first time winners. I think we said last week it was a record year of first time winners on the LPGA. So um, so it's been a good mix, but it's good to have the stars up there quite often, yeah. Roscoe, and keeping their star under the light. So. Um, so yeah, then they move to where do they move to this week? It's at Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. So um, and actually, it's a big purse up for grabs this week, mate. Three million dollars for the ladies, which is one of the higher purses outside of the majors. So good to see that happening in this first time event and an event that's returning to a course that um, has held LPGA before, Kuala Lumpur Golf and Country Club. Um, also held some men's events there, Roscoe, and both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. Well, uh, I only know of it. I haven't played. I haven't played any golf in uh, Malaysia, uh, but I only know of it from the many, many Malaysian golfers that visit Melbourne mm. Uh, mm-hmm. to want to come and play on the Sandbelt, and a lot of them are members at KLGC. Uh, they think it's the best course in in Malaysia. I'm not going to challenge that because I have no idea otherwise. But they love it, and uh, I'm sure that um, you know they love hosting championships. It's going to be interesting to see. It's probably wet and soft, and you know all the things that happen in that part of the world. But uh, yeah, the Maybank, the Maybank names, you know, been around uh, women's golf for a, for a long time. A uh, long time. Well, been around golf for a long time. So it's great to see the LPGA Maybank Championship. Uh, Returning to KLGC on October 26th to 29th. Um, That's right. Fancy. Might get a few eyeballs this week, Roscoe, because uh, there's there's a few gaps in the schedule this week yeah. and some of the other tours. So um, on a great time zone for us to watch golf as well. So that could be uh, that could be the one to watch. That could be the pick. Well, we've got this. Someone, someone might argue that there's a amateur uh, golf tournament going on in our own backyard that uh, is being covered by all of the major networks. I'll talk more Some about of the that. big stars are in town, I hear. Yeah, they are, well, let me tell you. Let, let me tell you. You can ask me in a minute and I'll tell you what of I know. The, uh, what, what are they? Uh, is it the, the corrupt golf media that's uh, travelled down or uh, other members? No. Corrupt golf? That's not what I call No, that's, for the record, that's not what I call them. And, um, uh, but, and, and I... Scott, they're our colleagues. They're our, no, they're our yes. colleagues. Well, our co- I don't know about my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was sitting. I was sitting there eating from the same lunch table as some of uh, those, some of the great colleagues that were down from uh, all parts of the world to cover the Asian Pacific Amateur uh, Championship, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, DP World Tour. DP World Tour. The, 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 sorry, big, did the, I, the big I, guy. The big guy won. 
have I gone ahead of the uh, the run sheet no. again? Apologi- uh, I apologize. No. I apologize for it's going fluid. ahead of the run the run sheet last week. I I get off and you know you know I go off on tangents and you pull me back in the line. So the, the run sheet actually said this. Um, you just pull me back all, up. Pull, pull me back. Pull practice, me up. Roscoe. All, yeah. We're all about three sixty feedback in the moment straight after the uh, the recording. But you, I, it, 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 it's okay. We can I, we can move it around. Look, I guess I've still got some development opportunities after two hundred and sixty six episodes. Don't we but, all? Don't we all? Uh, but the Moronk, the big Polish man, favourite of ours. We love the big the Moronk. big pole. Yep, fantastic win. Mm. Um, yeah, no, he, he had a he had a great win. So uh, final round sixty six. He started um, he started quite a few back, four back um, after in the final round, and yeah, shot a sixty six on the Sunday to um, to actually catapult him into the top spot on the race to Dubai um, series. So. Um, great result for him, mate. He, he's he's uh, continuing on that great form that put him in the conversation for the Ryder Cup, and uh, I reckon he's 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 you know using that motivation still so uh, to drive home at the back of the year. Yeah, well, anytime the big Moronk uh, you know, signals for the win, we're happy. But I did think it might have been another first up winner. There's been a lot of first up winners on the DP World Tour this year. Did yep. think uh, that maybe um, Schmidt was going to get it, but mm. uh, not the big, the big Adrian Moronk uh, held held fast at the Andalusia Masters at uh, Real Cub, Real Cub. It's been a long day. Uh, let me tell you, it's been a long day. Uh, long Real day. Club de Soto Grande. <coughs> well done. Do they? Uh, uh, we got. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah where, where do they go this where, week? They where go, do they go this week? They, they Qatar, go to Qatar. The Qatar Masters. Commercial Bank, Qatar Masters um, in Doha, beautiful sunny Doha. I was talking about Qatar today to um, mm-hmm. one of one of the uh, golf media people. He was talking, he f- flew down here and arrived in Australia um, on Qantas. I asked him how mm. that was and he said, how is that airline uh, perceived here in Australia? I gave him a quick snapshot of the uh, current climate of how the uh, flying public of Australia um, feel about Qantas um, and, uh, and the Qatar Airlines uh, story came up. Um, right. I don't mind Qatar. Solid Ale- airline, good airline. Alex flies from uh, when she goes to Edinburgh by herself, which is not that often, but uh, one stop from Melbourne into Edinburgh. So for the golfers of Melbourne, uh, I, we would have loved more Qatar flights. Bang, Doha, Edinburgh. One stop and you're off the plane, 20 minutes and you're back in the home sipping a cup of tea in a biscuit uh, or on a golf course in my case pretty much that's how it rolls when i go to scotland it's 25 minutes back in the door oh, i'm, mate, at, after I'm, that out, I'm out the door i'm out the door gone um anyway very good rabbit on uh qatar masters at uh, in doha i i don't know much about doha golf club never been there probably will never will but um well you might you should stop over next time you go to uh, edinburgh maybe be, be a couple of nights stop over and get some golf in that'd be good fun but could, listen, could you, do. your mate, your mate, you and Fergie, uh, is the defending champ. So he's top probably Scott. your top Scott. Top um, Scott this week. We'll just accelerate straight to the top Scott. Um, but uh, yeah, Bobby Max either field had an okay week last week. Not super T twenty something. Mm. Jason Scribbs, the only Aussie in the field again. He's the lonesome Aussie, hot flaving, uh, waving the flag at the moment on the DP World Tour, isn't he? Uh well, he's. Yeah, he's made. A, he's making a solid fist out of it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He would absolutely. Yeah, he he would be itching for a a win in that tour, uh, Old Scriv. But I'm sure, like most of uh, those guys, you know, they're trying to get to they're trying to get to um, the PGA Tour. Hey, what about the this discussion around the the DP World Tour offering exemptions to uh, if you finish like one twenty five to two hundred? On the PGA yep. Tour, that you've got an automatic, you know, come and play the DP World Tour and take all the, sp- you know, it's like Corn Ferry Light is sort of how I read it and referred to it. What are your thoughts around yep. that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's only good for the DP World Tour. I mean, yeah, sure, it probably takes away some spots in the field for some of the um, some of the up and coming, you know, lower ranked DP World Tour guys. But I think that it's just going to strengthen a lot of the fields. You're going to have more Americans playing over there. Um, that uh, that actually not like there's some decent golfers in that bunch, um, you know, one twenty six and above. So, um, yes, 
Is it looking like it's ending up as a feeder tour to the PGA Tour? Yeah, kind of. But, um, you know, it's either that or or it wasn't going to exist, I think, is what is how the story goes. So. Mm. Um, I, I think that uh, that's a much better much better outcome for golf in Europe. I know there's plenty of people that will argue that with me and and, and uh, probably be more right than I am, but it's um, you know it keeps a tour on European soil with um, you know some really good golfers coming to play a lot. Hopefully, well, you know me, I uh, am the eternal flip flopper, and I've flip flopped on it. A number of times since uh, learning of it and I think it's great for exactly the reasons that you articulate but then you know like in Australia you know we had conversations around uh, the Australian PGA Tour today and, and the guys out there working hard you know we had another um, winner that uh, Austin Batista this week and then we're talking about Jay McKenzie you know shot 63 and, and, and Jay when yep. he first came on the tour you know was sleeping in a car you know, traveling around. So, you yeah. know, those sorts of stories aren't just in Australia, aren't on the mini tours in America. You know, they're all, all throughout Europe. Um, you know, the the Tartan Tour and the um, Clutch Tour and, you know, there's a lot of mini tours in, in the UK. And uh, I just wonder how those guys feel about it is, is my question, you know, to, you know, see opportunities maybe feel like they slipped away, whether reality is whether they are pulled away or not or slipped away, but, yeah, you know, I guess they'd have that feeling. So I sort of flip flop, I guess, on 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 that. But I guess as a as a sport, uh, as a product that we need to have an entertainment from to keep people, you know, watching the sport and wanting to aspire to be like these uh, ladies and gentlemen that they see on TV. It it can only be better if we've got great quality fields playing golf on different continents at different time zones and really giving us, you know, almost, you know, five days, four days a week of 24-7 access to the best golf. Um, yep. I'm all for it. Yep. No, I agree. Agree. Ah, sorry. I went off on a tangent there. But, uh, yeah, good. Okay. Please do. Please what's, do. What's next? What's next? Uh, it was a bit of an event in Japan, wasn't there? Oh, Morikara, Morikara was it was his number six win. Um, obviously, Minji is way better than uh, than Colin with ten wins. But yeah, so Morikara wins by six with his sixth win, shooting a final round sixty three. Um, I mean, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a shut the gate kind of Sunday, wasn't it? Like, forget about it. No one even came close to him. I did catch up with half of the uh, no laying up review of. The Zozo. Mm-hmm. Unlike ourselves last week when we gave a top-to-toe digestion of who Mr. Zozo was and the technology that he's involved with because, as you know, I pulled the car right. over and went and introduced myself to the Zozo yes. enclave. Um, they didn't know what Zozo – well, they didn't. They said they was didn't know what Zozo was. They didn't know oh, really? that it was uh, um, a, um, you know, a, a – the app, the technology that's designed to uh, help size yourself digitally, yep. AI-wise, yeah. Um, yeah. for Japan's finest uh, um, fashion. So there you One go. One of the biggest uh, apparel and probably footwear, I guess, e-commerce platforms in Japan, which is a massive apparel and footwear market. So yeah. huge business and, yeah, incredible technology, as you say. The old body scan and fit you up for a suit, custom fit everything. Colin Morikawa. Um, six wins. Eric Cole, Bo Hostler. Now, there's a couple of names that are popping back up into the uh, yeah into the landscape here. Bo uh, Hostler's in a bit of form, isn't yeah. he? I yep. think I think Bo Hostler might be working with um, friend of the podcast, former uh, guest and family friend of the Flanagans for since 1986. Um, I think he's working with Gabriel Hertzstedt, as is uh, I think Justin Suh, who's another name that pops up and is popping up a little bit more often these days and finish top 10. I think, yep. uh, you know, Gabriel Hurtstead is not maybe as known in his coaching sphere as maybe like the short game chef, uh, mm. but he is elite and um, I'm pretty sure that he's been working with those guys. Anyway, just a tidbit of okay. information there for uh, well, the listeners. Well, if he is, it's working for Bo. I think he's sitting 51st on on uh, on that full series ladder. So, um, so yeah, he's doing well. Um, but yeah, Min Woo. What Min Woo's uh, T? Do you have T six? Yeah, come T six, and he's another, another solid week. 
he if he if he keeps you know obviously he's gonna well not obviously a few things have to go not his way but at, at the moment it looks like everything's going his way and his destination for the PGA Tour is imminent but he's been a global golfer this year and we mm. I just hope that he continues at least another year of a little bit of global love um, for the game um, and he continues to travel a little bit and does doesn't domicile yep. himself 100% into the US and hopefully we see him still coming to Australia, uh, still playing in the DP World Tour. You know, going back to that example of this global game and, and having the best players playing around, clearly he'll be able to play on the DP World Tour at his desire and hopefully he'll have, you know, some good status on the PGA Tour. Um, yep. He's very clearly Australia's top golfer and uh, it's so good to see. Absolutely good, so good to see. Yeah, he, he kind of comes across as the guy that um, you, you can't see him missing an Aussie summer of golf unless something, you know, really, really big is in the way. But uh, he seems like the type of guy who's going to come back every summer and and show up and bring his best game and hopefully win multiple um, Australian, Australasian tour um, titles in the Aussie Open or the PGA Tour and, and, and help you know, this new young Aussie wave of golf uh, that's coming through that we're seeing week in, week out, um, you know, help them come along and develop and, and give them something to, you know, aspire to um, as a leader. So, yeah, just I can't get enough of Min Woo. It's I hope, amazing. I hope he genuinely thinks like that. And, you know, I can recount again, you know, if you're a new listener, well, you wouldn't have heard these stories, but I'll recount them as we talk about Min Woo Lee. Totally unplanned. It's not on a script. You know, the first time I met Minwoo, it was the first and probably only time I've met, I've met him since, but the first time I met Minwoo, um, uh, Isaac Riches was following us around and I didn't realise that they knew each other and but he was following as we were playing and uh, I said, you know, Isaac, come over here and Minwoo said, you know, we know each other, we go way back and then I was speaking to Isaac's dad and he told me the story of how uh, he met uh, Minwoo and it was at the Australian Open several years ago, Minwoo would have been in his teens clearly. Um, mm. young Isaac got hit by a ball. Uh, I think something, the ball got thrown up or something and he hit, the ball hit him and it split him open. And um, Minwoo and one of the Scotsmen, I forget who it is, uh, were the only two of the players that were on the putting green. Um, and I'm sure he got hit by a ball. He hurt himself and he was hurt. Minwoo and the Scottish golfer whose name I can't remember, were the only two that came across and checked out if he was all right. And then since that moment, Isaac was just idolised young Min Woo. And when we were playing the Pro-Am 2019, he followed us around and, and Min Woo just took him under his arm and chatting to him, walking down the fairway, and it was just fantastic. Um, the other thing, you know, back to the point about coming back to Australia and, and supporting it for as long as he foreseeably can, um, if his sister does as well... They love. They clearly are very close. They love each other very much. And you know, if you people watch, well, last year at the Australian Open, you didn't have to look too hard to see Minwoo hanging back, sitting in the crowd on the 18th, watching his sister come in. I was lucky enough to get invited to the um, the Australian Open, you know, dinner event, opening event, whatever. Uh, and yep. they were they were there. Both Minwoo and Minji were there. And, and Min was taking photos of, of his sister and there was like a, a fashion board there, you know, like a catwalk board and they were just taking photos of each other just like, well, just like a brother and sister should but you just don't expect yeah. to see them do that out there in the public and, um, yeah, they're obviously very close. So maybe they might have this pact to keep coming back and doing it. Who knows? It's great. Yeah. Did they play together in the, the Aussie Open here? Did they get that, paired together? Geez, that would be um, that'd be great to, no, it's, it's great the, to watch, wouldn't it? The women and the men play separately. So oh, they don't join yeah, in a group, no. do they? Women's field, the men's no. field. Yeah. Oh, they played. Um, yeah, that's right. There's a silly thing to, to suggest, but I mean that should happen. That would be fun to watch, Roscoe. Yeah, and of course they're, um, they're supporting that. But event. they played behind each other, didn't they? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember, but they're su- supporting that event next year. That their uh, play series. I think there's a play series, and they're you know the ones behind it. Um, yeah. In in WA, obviously the home state. Uh, here's another name that I love seeing pop up at uh, the Zozo. Have a guess in the top ten. Have a guess which name I'm loving uh, seeing up there, and I wish we could mm. see more of him because he's forgotten. Rio Ishikawa. Hey, Rio Ishikawa-san. There uh, we go. What a you know. 
blast from the past a little bit, isn't it? Exactly. And I can't. I was listening to another podcast, and they sort of, you know, were scratching like there. There's a name that we haven't heard much of. You know, what what's the history on on Rio Ishikawa? And I'm like going, no, yeah, he's like, he, he was like the 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 guy. You know, like he was like the Japan's version of Ricky Fowler, I guess you could say. You know, he had the 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 peaked hat. He had the the hairdo. The Oakley glasses, the bright yeah. dress. He was a cross between Ricky Fowler and and um, Ian Poulter. You know, that's how you probably, you know, he had, had yep. his own head cover. They made a head cover in a Rio <laughs> Ishikawa sort of replica for a driver head cover. Um, it was good to see him up there. Glad he did so well. He was obviously the top uh, Jap- Japanese player, which um, there was three of them in the top ten, uh, Mr. Hirata-san and um, Rio Hisatsune. Uh, very good. Very good. I Great to I see the locals there. I don't know much about Hirata, so I'm sorry if I, I called him Hirata-san. It's very polite, but that's just me basically covering the tracks that I forgot his first name. <laughs> it is. No, that's good. Um, but Bad's had another good result. Well, this too, Ken. So. I was gonna. I was gonna joke. Sorry. Sorry. I was gonna joke and say Ken. Ken Hirata. And <laughs> <laughs> it is actually Ken. It's Kensei. Kensei. Sorry, Hirata-san. My apologies. Bad's.com. So, Bad's.com. Did you say that's.com? Yeah. Yeah. So he's climbed uh, another spot. So he's in, he's uh, up to number 100 in this fall series um, listing. So he's doing pretty well, Roscoe. I think he's going to play a bit of PGA Tour next year. So uh, that's good for the, for the great man. Love it. Love it. Um, no cut event. Not sure. Uh, Adam Scott, yeah, plus three. Mm. Not, uh, not the event that he was expecting. He was sort of had big hopes for himself in there. But, you know, that's golf. Um, yep. Cool. And no PGA Tour this week, so they got no. a week off. Off season. Off season. We know why. There's no one. There's no one in uh, the states to cover it. Well, they've all left. They're all down here in at Royal Melbourne. Yeah. At uh, the biggest. Saw a few of them uh, announcing that they were coming down. Colt Nost, um, I saw, uh, was talking on social that he was coming down. So, um, and Solly talked about being down here on their No Laying Up um, podcast last week. So, so yeah, there's a few down. Yeah, of course there is. Oh, yeah. I was down there with them. I met Colt Nost oh, today. I met Colt Nost. Tell us about I met it, Colt. Roscoe. I, I, I not didn't meet him for very long. Um Solly introduced me to uh, Coltnurst. Um, we were waiting to get an interview uh, with one of the players that um, Solly was uh, down here to interview and yep. uh, and Colt was there and uh, his first time in Australia, staying. they're all staying at Crown as are many of the players um, and uh, he said, where else would you rather be? I mean, first time in Australia, I get off the plane, I walk straight into Royal Melbourne, staying at the Crown Casino Um how good is how good is this place? Uh, does it can it get any better? I said uh, probably not too, not much. Uh, Colt, it's uh, it's a pretty good uh, quadrilla. Uh, no, it's a quadrilla. Qu- yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the two horses? You know, it's coming up to racing season. The Quinella. It's a pretty Quinella. Good, pretty good Quinella. The Crown Casino straight into <laughs> Royal Melbourne. Now, so, does, does does he know the history of uh, Crown Casino and uh, and international golf in Melbourne, or yeah. is he he's familiar with that storyline? I'm sure. I, I think, even though it was a while ago, uh, I think everyone who's reported on on golf and uh, <laughs> golf's favourite son, uh, Tiger Woods, um, knows the history of Crown Casino and um, and special golf. place in yeah. history. Yeah, but no, no. Oh, that's good, mate. And um, yeah, you really were hanging out with the big boys of the uh, corrupt golf, golf media. Then oh, that's where, where does um, that, that come been from? Fun. Where, where have you picked that up from? Oh, uh, these, uh, oh, I'll just Twi- say all these the, jerks, these oh, jerks on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, um, the live bots yep. that uh, that um, yeah coined coined the phrase. Um, but uh, the the guys play up to it as well. So I think they um, yeah. they self identify as corrupt golf media these days. Solly was, uh, I can't remember the exact story, but uh, there was, he referenced some Twitter thread that was going on that, um, you know, someone tore into someone and nothing new, but it was just a daily occurrence that, that it seemed to have happened. No, uh, so yeah. we obviously joking about it a little bit, but um, in all seriousness, you know, I was down there today uh, helping Chris Solomon, Solly, uh, for those that follow No Laying Up, uh, just hold the camera. I was the, the camera guy. Uh, they needed a hand. They couldn't get um, one of their guys down here to cover the uh, event video-wise. 
um, in time for you know to do some of that stuff and uh, yep. it was actually Lucas Michelle that um, suggested to Solly that I might be uh, handy enough um, to run around with the Polaroid camera and uh, so I pulled out the Polaroid and um, trucked down there this morning and um, off we went and uh, we geared up and uh, went out and interviewed some of the players. I met the people from Augusta National that uh, are part of the organisation that um, put the Asia Pacific Championship on, of course, of course, in conjunction with the Royal and Ancient, the RNA. Um, yep. The big wigs from the RNA media team are all here. But um, in terms of golf media, yeah, Colt Nost, um, Amanda Renner, uh, Rich yep. Lerner, Frank Nobolo. Right. Uh, I think uh, IBF might be in and around somewhere. So yeah. there's, there's a huge crew of media down there. It's all very, very proper and, you know, for good reason because this tournament and lucky enough to, um, you know, they didn't come to see me. I was just the camera guy standing lurking over, you know, trying to keep out of the way. But, you know, to yeah. Solly's credit, you know, he, he brought me into every conversation and introduced me to the people. And um, one of the chaps from uh, Augusta National came across and really did want to impress that this tournament is all about, yes, of course, we're going to see the cream of the crop in terms of amateur golfers in Australia, uh, Asia Pacific. But, you know, when you look at the players list and go onto the website, everyone, and, and have a look at some yeah. of the players and, and look who's at the country. Look at yeah. the country. Well, ha- look at who's won it and, and what they've gone on to. Um, yeah. But look at some of the countries that are there. And when you when you look at countries like Cook Islands, Fiji, Guam, um, Bhutan, Myanmar, yeah, they're got, not normal. Normally, no. golf nations, are they? So you know, it really is a tournament that is yes to showcase the elite golfers of the Asia Pacific region. But these countries where golf is still developing, if if these players are the best player in in that region and they've got enough status to be able to play, well, then they get invited to come. And uh, you know, it's there's, there's a young um, fellow out there who's like. 15 years old like he's mm. he's um so young but he's, he's down there playing i forget forget his name but uh yeah we had a great time and solly was really focusing in on some of those n- newer uh, golfers that you know hadn't been a big tournament so certainly some of the yep. many a lot of college golfers you know like they've either got country bags bags with their names on them or their college bags and uh so right. interesting interesting to see royal melbourne looks great it's obviously windy today um, yeah it was warm very much yeah. firming up um, greens again by the tournament two key tournament days obviously there's a cut um, on uh, Friday by Saturday yep. Sunday yeah I think they I think that these greens could be rolling at 13 maybe maybe wow. faster so um, the green keepers are out there watering hand watering a lot of the greens today just to yeah you because know, obviously they've been dried out so much but um yeah, yeah. It's, it's gee that'll be fun it's a proper big tournament and um uh, you know, Australia, we've got 12 players in the team. So you get 10. The bigger countries have uh, 10. Like Australia gets a guaranteed 10 spots. And then obviously if there are a couple of any extra spots um, not taken up by some of the countries, you know, if they don't have players at that uh, Wagga ranking, well, the host country can fill a couple of those as we've had. So in terms of Australians playing, we've got Jeffrey Guan. Uh, saw Jeffrey today. Was yep. Jeffrey, Jeffrey's just a quiet young man, gets about his business and is one of the best golfers that the country has produced in a long time. Jack Buchanan, Lucas Michelle, no stranger to anyone who follows uh, Australian golf, very, very popular with the media. Um, yep. Was doing a lot of media down there as well. Uh, obviously, we all know uh, Lucas Michelle. Connor Fuchs, uh, Quentin Croker, who we've talked about a lot, Max yep. Charles. Um, uh, Max Charles played college came back was going to turn pro realized that you could have an opportunity to play uh in an event like this and you know really it's mm. all about every question i heard anyone ask any of the players is do you think about the opportunity that this creates for you to potentially go to augusta and play in the masters and they all go yeah i think about it a lot yeah <laughs> so, um, i bet uh harry bolton jai Picken, uh jasper stubbs peninsula kings was very own jasper stubbs i said g'day to jasper i saw him across the bar g'day jasper how are you good luck jasper uh great young kid oh he's a young great young man my apologies uh harry tuckus uh billy dowling and jake riley i don't know much about uh jake riley or billy dowling but um good luck to all those young men playing away 
It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. What a fantastic opportunity for those to be playing Royal Melbourne in those conditions. And it sounds like it's going to be a heck of a test. As you said, there's been a bit of wind around and, and there will be over the next week, Roscoe. So, yeah. so yeah, that is going to be uh, tough going by Saturday, Sunday. I think um, I think, I think you and I, you know, maybe not you and I, uh, well, definitely, no, you and I, because, you know, we, we, we've got friends that are members at Royal Melbourne and, and we don't play down there very often, maybe once, twice a year if we're lucky. Yep. But it's – we. I don't know. Do you feel like you sometimes take an opportunity to go down there for granted or, you, you know, maybe not for granted, but, you know, that it's very special? You know, I love going down there, you know, with Matt Micah or my old boss, Andrew Harlock or whoever, um, yeah. two, three times a year. But it's not unusual. Talking to some of these young golfers here today, you know, when you're asking them, you know, how, how welcome to Melbourne, how does it feel to be here? And they're mm. like, I can't believe that I'm at Royal Melbourne and, you know, reciting the names of players that they've walked this absolute yep. course and they go, I can't believe I'm here. It's one of the top, you know, golf courses in the world. Well, of course, golfdigest.com rankings just come out. Uh, it's yep. number six. I think it's six or seven. Yeah, in, West, West is number yeah, six. Royal yeah. West, yep, number six in the world. So it's elite of elite of elite. It's above Augusta. I'm pretty mm. sure it's above Augusta. No, it is. You're right, yeah. Yeah, so I mean. They were blown I'm away. Too, oh, and, and um, I – I feel the same way. Like I've only played, I played East once and West once. Um, I've had to turn down a couple of different invites um, over the last 12 or so, 18 months. So sorry about that, Tommy. Um, I hope there's another one coming. But, uh, but you know, any chance <laughs> that I get to play, I, um, if I can't do it, I'm super disappointed. I, I told him one day I, I have a rule, um, never decline an invite to Royal Melbourne. But unfortunately, uh, I had to yeah. <laughs> this this year um, a couple of times. But um, but yeah, I mean, every time I'm, even just when I go to Sandy, mate, once a week, Sandy Golf Links across the road. When I drive past the driveway, I'm always looking in the driveway, like, oh, what's what's happening in there? You know, it's just got that aura and history about it. Um, so yeah, I can I know the feeling that a lot of these young kids have got in um, in getting the chance to play it. So, geez, I'd love to play the Compass, of course, one day, but. Um, I don't know how we make that happen, uh, but yeah, that's a that's just kind of the next level up experience for them, I reckon. That was my introduction to pro amps actually. Uh, back in oh. back in my car days, uh, Infinity Infinity were sponsoring a few different things, and I think I think we were advertising and spending a lot of money on channels with Channel Seven, who are the broadcast mm. partner, and subsequently they gave Infinity a some pro amp a pro amp spot, and the Infinity team. Which was part of Nissan. There was only a handful of us. It was like six people trying to build this car brand, and uh, of course, yeah, the spot went to the number one golfer on the team, and that was my yours truly. And uh, played. Oh, the, did he invite you? Yeah, exactly. He couldn't. Go, he couldn't go. He rejected the <laughs> invitation to hand it on to me. Uh, well, of course, he wasn't the number one golfer, but that was the boss who said, "No, you go, mate." Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was great. I can't remember what layout it exactly was. Um, but they're playing, they're playing the layout. It's a little bit different uh, layout. They're playing one west, the traditional one west as the first, because in yep. some composite layouts like the Presidents Cup, one is the third west. So they're yep. playing one, two, um, and I think then they go up to seven, which is the path three up the hill, and then around there, and then finish on 16, 17, 18 east. So that's a good stretch. Right. Yeah, the par, the par three, the par five, and then you know, it'll play as a long par four. Traditionally, where you know that um, composite finishes on, it's a great finishing hole, great green complex. I'm flying the drone over it today, and yeah. that green from above just looks absolutely amazing. So um, yeah, it's a it's a tweaked composite layout for for the event. The reason being is that they want to have um, two T starts. So, right. so that's why they've tweaked the layout. So they've got a, a first and a ninth and a tenth and an eighteenth finishing um, in proximity to access to the club. So that's why you see if you do have played the composite or you are a composite course studier, um, that is why that is happening. But um, Is it on TV, Roscoe? I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, Asia-Pacific Amateur is always on, always on, uh, on TV. I think last year Thailand and certainly in the Middle East when it was in um, – Abu Dhabi or Doha, um, yep. the year before last, uh, definitely on TV. Uh, I'm yep. going to have to catch it. Yeah, very good. And and so, mate, you spent the day alongside one of, I guess, the most successful golf podcasters um, 
you know, I guess, I guess ever, but um, but maybe that's maybe that's making him um, ex- exaggerating a bit, but maybe not. But hey, what was that like? I mean, yeah, he was doing a lot of the interviewing. Like, did you pick up any tips? What was it like hanging out with Solly for the day? No, it was great because absolute professional, super polite, um, engaging. Um, chap to be around you know of course like yourself you know I, I listen to their work and have done for you know a good chunk of time not forever and ever I'm not like bolted on like you, you know you have been since sort of day one I, I came to the party when I started podcasting a little bit more myself but um no he was yep. he was great you know he was very appreciative of my availability to go and do that um, I'm sure he could have got a thousand people but you know it ended up being me and it was great um, and I think we're going back tomorrow and uh, we're going to do some stuff on course and uh, so it was great. Yep. In terms of picking up tips, I just kept it about business. You know, it was just like, can you hear what I'm saying? Is the sound on, camera, rolling, recording? Yep, let's go. And there was not a lot of downtime. He arrived at about 10 o'clock. Um, that was after arriving this morning, about 7. Um, hotel, straight down. We set it up, made sure that, Everything hooked up and linked up. You know, it was, pretty, it was actually, you know, we were talking about nerves um, yesterday with uh, uh, Sam Lowe's, Moto2GP rider that I took down to PK. And we we're talking yep. about nerves and, and he gets more nervous standing on the first tee at Peninsula Kingswood South Course <laughs> than lining up for a, a race on a 300-kilometre-an-hour motorcycle and a cold, wet, windy Crazy, track. Crazy, isn't it? That's second nature to him but standing on a golf tee, I, you know, for me with a camera, I was nervous. So yeah. anyway, we made sure that everything worked. All the sound was coming through. We went out and tested it. We made sure we came back in. And once we were confident, I was confident um, that, you know, I could actually press a record button and capture, as you say, what the number one podcaster, one of the original podcasting and golf media people, the people that are doing this sort of stuff look up to as the shining lights of what they can do in terms of earning an income out of doing it and that's all our goals we're doing it for a what do we do what, what actually we do to this for what do we get out of it like oh i'm just helping how, out a mate how, how much do you get paid <laughs> you, you get paid as much as me you know we're doing it for the love of golf of course but these guys do it for a business and um once i was confident that hit the button and things were recording um yep. i was i was nervous yeah after the second yeah. second third interview he said oh, what do you want to do do you need to change batteries you know do, we, do you need anything I said, how much of much time have we got? And we went back and um, just checked the footage and it was all going through and it was, it was good. Ben Ben Jarvis gave us a tour around the club. It was great. Really good. Loved it. Yeah. Awesome. And so tomorrow is another practice day? Yeah. Yep. yep. Tournament starts Thursday as uh, traditional golf tournaments do and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with a cut and uh, tomorrow's another practice day and, yeah, be back down there doing my thing. Going, Beautiful. Going early, try and get a bit of drone drone sort of work uh, it's a shotgun start eight o'clock and then uh, a 130 shotgun start so yeah that's how they're playing and um away they go okay what yeah. a great experience mate awesome ah, you know very thankful very thankful for uh, right place right time and um you know all this gear that i've amassed uh it's good to see that it's finally been put to good use yeah, yeah, all that drone footage that, uh, that you've done, mate. It's all, it's all uh, put you in a good spot to get a get an opportunity like this. Oh. Fantastic. Anyway, whatever, however, however it works out. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, the gear. Yeah, you know, I, I I I didn't look out of place. Put it, in terms of gear, uh, in terms of the media crew. Yeah, I was I was packing our, I was I was packing some serious heat there in terms of gear. So, you know, I bluff, I've bluffed my way through that much of it. <laughs> I do that on a golf course these days, so um, and 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 don't even succeed. But anyway, well, we're going to fix that. We are going to fix yes. that after last week's discussion, uh, pre-podcast and then during podcast. Um, yes, the great man reached out and he did contact you. Glazier and- reached out. Yep. So yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna do some work, mate. I, I think I'm gonna get on the couch with Jamie. Um, we might do a little podcast uh, coming up, and yeah, that'll be it, it. It was it was yeah, really nice of him to reach out and uh, and offer the chance to have a chat. So um, I've listened to a handful of the podcasts that you guys have done. So I started way back at episode number one. Um, had some nice messages from a few of the the regular listeners. 
to encouraging me to go through and, and do the courses and um, and that it's uh, really helped them. So I'm gonna I'm going to do that also. But um, yeah, looking forward to putting it all out there and um, and hopefully going on this journey and coming out the other end um, a little bit mentally stronger and more resilient and um, and uh, get back to enjoying golf. That's the that's the number one thing for me. Yeah, look, and you, I know you only said it in jest, but you said, you know, he's going to put me on the couch. Well, the, obviously, you know, when you're talking about psychology and, um, you know, proper cognitive theory, cognitive behavioural theory, you know, and you go to a, co- a psychologist, you know, you end up being in on a couch, you know, in a, in a lounge, in a comfy chair and 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 they use, you know, all the techniques that they, they, they learn. Um, the good thing is, and not that that's great, you know, like, big fan of you know getting that sort of help if you need it in your life um and psychologists absolutely great but what jamie does is it's more coaching and it's just it's just equivalent to getting a golf lesson but it's talking about techniques and and tools that you can impart on your game in a week in week out basis for every shot every time every single day that becomes Mm absolute part of your process and it's just coaching um there's no hocus pocus there's no hoodoo guru it's just no. solid tips that he knows because they're proven that work so i'm going to absolutely can't wait to see you put a little bit more um effort and intensity behind your uh, mental game because i know it won't take long for a you know smart fellow for you like you to grab the concepts and start committing to it you know you run marathons for goodness sakes you know if, if you can run a marathon and commit to whatever level of training and discipline that that does this stuff's going to be a walk in the park for you mate yeah, let's see. I mean, what, what's clear, mate, is um, I've really noticed in those first few episodes, like those things, those little tips and tricks that you've just talked about um, in conversations that, you know, we've known each other the last couple of years, um, I, I've kind of recognised some of those things that you've just mentioned in passing over the last 18 months, two years, um, listening to the first few episodes. So it's clearly things that you use in your every day and, and particularly around golf um, that, uh, that I've just kind of joined a few dots there on on those things. So I've noticed a few of those things. So there's clearly a lot to uh, take out of it. And, um, um, yeah, looking forward to learning a few, few of the tricks of the trade and just figuring a few of those kind of thought patterns out and, um, you know, preparation, the preparation one I was uh, listening to the other day and just the different um, stages of, of like the day and um, uh, and, and preparing for, you know, the day at golf, the night before, all of those kind of those little things. As you say, look, I've run a few marathons, so I've like I've, I've adhered to a few running programs and um, when I have a plan like that, I'm like I'm pretty good at sticking to the plan. So, um yeah, you, so, do, yeah, you, you don't go good. and run a marathon and, and go to bed the night and get out of bed and go, shit, where's me runners? No. Hey, Dale, have you seen me runners <laughs> me, and me running shorts? I've got a marathon to run at 5 a.m. Where are they? Oh, no, you don't do that, of course. So it's a great analogy. Like, And that's not even – that's the easy stuff. That's yep. that's that's the easy stuff. But it's it's building blocks, you know, like you do that and then all of a sudden you're, you're in a mindset that's prepared and ready, ready to perform. Mm. Whether you perform or not, that's that's that hasn't happened yet. But um, you just have to. Every little thing is being prepared to execute one shot, one shot, yep. one time. I uh, had a it's not related, but sort of related. So I mentioned um, taking, excuse me, uh, taking uh, Sam Lowe's uh, Sam Lowe's rides Motor GP two class. Um, I met his brother Alex, who rides in the Superbike class for Team Kawasaki. Had Alex down there a couple of years ago. His brother was out here just on the weekend racing. He said, my brother said, you can take me for a game of golf. I said, yep, let's go. And he brought his um, assistant, team assistant with him. We had a great game of golf. Uh, thanks to Ben Smith for um, co-hosting along. Excuse me. And um, and uh, his assistant, James Ambrose, was so nervous. Like Northern Irishman, great crack, but was just couldn't get the ball off the tee. And he was just like out of it. He'd get down to the green and he had this short game. Like he, he was a self-proclaimed 27 handicap. He said, oh, my handicap's 27, 25. I don't know. I'm not very good. <clears throat> Couldn't get off the ball off the tee. Could bunt it down the fairway. He would get beside the green. And he had this short game and this chipping action. I'm looking at it going, oh, my goodness. Like that is elite. 
and this the connection with the 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 sand wedge through the turf, the ball flying off, the sound it made, the way that it flew, the way that it spun up onto the green, it was beautiful. Like I'm not just joking. He, yeah. I said, mate, where, where, where did you learn to chip like? He said, I've got no idea. So okay. And I let it go and let it go. And and this kept happening. He kept hit, trying to hit a driver along the ground, trying to hit a driver along the ground, whatever. He'd get to the green and just hit this beautiful chip. I said, what's going on here? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, how can you do that? He said, I don't know. So that's a skill that a lot of golfers work a lot of hours trying to do what you're doing there and you do it without even thinking. So yeah. why can't you do it with these other shots? He said, well, because I, all I can think about is that I can't do it. So he's just yep. so consumed that he can't do that in his head but he can walk up and execute like a pro and he doesn't even think about it. I said, well, there's something in that. There's something There's something in that that he can do one of these disciplines really well. you just got to take what you do here, the thinking part, and not doing all, the, all this other stuff where it's just sending you batty. I can see it on the tee. You know, yeah. You're almost sweating. If nothing else, he walked away thinking that he was pretty happy with his short game because he chipped a hell of a lot better than me. I said, mate, look, look at that. I'll, <laughs> I'll have some of what, you, what you've got. I don't know where you got it. He said, I don't know. So my dad must yeah. have taught me. Anyway, uh, it was a good round. Very good. How did you play, Roscoe? Oh, I'm actually struggling a little bit. This, it, I don't know. There's excuses. I've got this injury in my right arm and the last two times I've played, uh, imagine if you're hitting a six iron or a seven iron or one of those irons that you love to hit and you've, you've seen me hit that seven iron. You know, the seven iron that I posted that you yeah. videoed that I put on Instagram a few months yep. back, June or whenever it was, and that was compressed. That ball was fizzing off the club face, nearly went in the hole. I, I can't hit that shot anymore. And I'm just right. I feel like I'm just bunting, slapping at the ball, and the ball's just slapping off the face, and I'm hitting it fat, and it's not going very far, and and I don't know, I don't, I actually don't know what's going on, but yeah, you know, two or three or four birdies, you know, it's all right. It's just I think I'm just a bit injured, but yeah, that's all right. That's what okay. happens when you get to my age. Yeah, <laughs> undisclosed. Oh, okay, old. old. If anyone, now speaking of old, yeah. Roscoe, yes. What's Park Golf Club? Is it over 100 years old? I think it's over 100 years old. It's part of the framework of Australian golf. I know that much. It yeah. is part of the fabric. Sorry, not the framework. It's certainly part of the framework, but it's part of the fabric of Australian golf. You yeah, know, it's it sure is. First golf course outside of my hometown that I think I ever laid our eyes on. You know, my little little uh, junior days in Cessnock when we used to uh, – Dad would take us down to his wine tasting city that he was hosting in Sydney or we'd go to the airport – You'd drive past Moor Park as you drove through Sydney, and we were, sometimes when we were going to Wollongong, if we went that way, and you could mm. see Moor Park, and I'd say, "Wow, that that's a golf course near the city. That's really close." Yeah, so it's pretty I've, unique, I've isn't known it? Known it forever. Used to live yeah. around. Used to live around the corner from there. Yeah, me too. I used to live in Zetland um, as well, and the old head office was uh, just in Rosebury, not far. So many a Friday afternoon was spent there, and a bit of school golf um, was spent there as well. So yeah, it's sad to see it change um i guess the the good thing is it's not disappearing in completely but still to to have it carved up is is a bit of a shame and i mean you know yes there's density pressures i guess and um uh, on, on these kind of urban cities and that's all very real um but jesus there's a big there's a big centennial is it centennial park across the road from there like it feels like there's a lot of green space around um feels like he's a guy who lives in melbourne um Making uh, making a case on it, but um, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's sad to see an iconic golf course in Sydney be um, cut in two and um, and reduced. Who knows what it's going to end up like, though, Roscoe? Like it's um, we see the success of shorties in Terry Hills, right? As a short course, yeah, the eighteen holes, but uh, under lights, you know, if that more park ends up because I think they're keeping the driving range and they're keeping. The clubhouse, um, nine holes, you know, um, like a very good nine-hole golf course that can be played at all hours, um, might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, I'd much prefer it to stay as eighteen holes, and uh, and I'm sure the five hundred thousand people that have um, played there this year would feel the same way. But well, most of them. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know. Let's hope it doesn't all. Let's hope all is not lost. But geez, there's some upset golfers uh, on on golf Twitter in Australia, isn't there? Yeah, well, it's certainly making waves. I drove Solly from uh, Royal Melbourne back to where he's staying, and 
uh, knowing that those guys are all Formula One fans, I sort of cut through the South Melbourne there and drove onto the track. And nice. of course, naturally, we go past uh, Albert Park. Albert Park. Say, oh, wow, yeah. What's that golf course? And you know, and at that time of the day, the the view across Albert Park Lake to look into the back of the city is absolutely stunning. And and as I said, have a look at that golf course and that view. You know, you don't get that in many places in the world. And um, he said, yeah. He said, and then he referenced. He said, what's happening in Sydney? You know, I hear. I've, read about this, it's making waves over our way and sort of gave him a quick snapshot of what I could believe and then, you know, that conversation then led on to what's happening at Oakley, uh, that mm. Sandy Jamison is, you know, championing the cause to have, yep. um, you know, there's an opportunity f- for you to have a say in the submission that Monash Council is asking for. You know, they, yep. at least they're going the route of asking the constituents of the local area to put forward their suggestions and submissions. Yep. Um, but clearly they want to repurpose that land for parkland for the people. So it's happening down there. Oakley, it's a hallmark little course in that area. Nine holes runs up the side of the creek. You know, my, all I can think about is my good friend Mike Ferroni, you know, mm. young boy from Oakley, uh, not pro- probably typical golfer, golfing, you know, producing golfers, more probably producing, you know, footballers, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. But Mike Ferroni yep. went to the golf course, which was Oakley, learned how to play golf learned how to be pretty good at golf, learned how to become a pro, did his traineeship and then his seven or eight years at uh, Royal Melbourne, so speaking of Royal Melbourne, down yep. there and there's now the head pro at Mornington, which uh, many, many golfers go and play, all started at Oakley. And yeah. uh, the thought of them lo- lo- losing that, um, you know, doesn't seem right for such a small parcel of land. And I think there's some other green space and parklands around around there. You know, your point about... Um, Centennial Park, you know, when Clovermore brought the Moore Park uh, discussion to, you know, numerous times to, to um, everyone's attention, you know, I used to live in Tempe. You know, you know what Tempe is. It was yeah. Zetland, yeah. Tempe. It's not far away. You'd go past that area all the time. Centennial Park isn't that far away. Correct me if I'm absolutely wrong, but, you know, just the other side of Moore Park Golf Course, there is a bloody big park. Yep. Plus the showgrounds and all the other stuff that's in and around there, like, yeah, this surely there's got to be a different way. But anyway, I'd yeah, you, you, I, I agree, mate. Um, it's uh, as I said, like it feels like from this vantage point that um, that there's a fair bit of green space there to to service those um, those people. But um, I do like you referenced Oakley. Like I do like that they are going out to the the constituents and and getting everyone's point of view. They did the same at Elstonwick. Um, I live around the corner from Elstonwick. Uh, what was Elstonwick Golf Course, and um, you know, I guess I'm as big a, a, a golf nuffy in in the local area as maybe anyone. Um, but that course was just not being used, and it was just run down. They didn't do anything to it at all. It it was, of course, there was people in the community that played there, and um, you know, on a regular basis. And I'm not saying that zero people were playing there, but it it, it was effectively a waste of space because they're just it, there weren't many people at all using it, but there are a lot of people that use it in the local area now, um, walking their dogs, kids, kids riding bikes. Like it is a much better use of that space because of the lack of investment in it and, and just the lack of attention it was getting yeah. um, in, well, at the end of its life. But well, I think it sounds I, like Oakley's not in the same boat. No. Yeah, they've got a brand new, you know, yeah. uh, greenkeeping shed down there that uh, – you know, they spent a lot of money on, on building not that long ago. Mm. You know, like they've yep. obviously been you know, upkeeping the place and I believe there's, there's some potential there. Yeah, but what happened at Elsinwick, having driven past that for many years every day, uh, you know, it was probably a subterfluous way by the, I'm not sure what council it is, but just to let it run down, not put any investment into keeping it. And of course, you know, if you don't present a golf course, we all know what happens. People don't turn up. You know, they go to yeah. that. They'll drive ten minutes down the road to go to, to Sandy, Brighton, Sandy Links, or, 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 or Waverley, or Brighton, or yeah, Albert Park. Or, yeah. You know, look, there's there's a, you know, there's not a shortage of those kind of golf courses in the immediate area. I mean, bloody hell, we're just about on the sand belt, like we're on the edge of the, um, on the sand belt. So there's plenty of golf around, but. Um, I guess we do have to – Golf Australia has got a responsibility here to to make sure and, and lobby local councils and governments to make sure that those on-ramps for people to get into golf don't all disappear 
um, or at least they're replacing those on ramps with other ways and investing in things like Sandy Golf Links and um, is it Yarra Bend has got the top tracer there as well and like like making sure that yeah the the ones that do hang around are invested in and and are easy and fun for people to go and play, um, but make sure that the, these on ramps like Oakley and um, and Elstonwick was on, on a smaller scale don't disappear so the story of your mate doesn't become history you know doesn't doesn't become um, obsolete or you know continues to happen so. Um, uh, so yeah, let, let's see what happens with Oakley. Um, I read about a few others in Sydney as well, like Cogra. Um, it's it's going to merge with Liverpool. Cogra is not far from Moore Park at all. Um, it's going to merge with uh, Liverpool, and they sold their their full hundred, hundred hectares site. But um, so th- there's a there's a few things happening. Like it's happening. It's not an isolated incident at Moore Park. Um, but let's just make sure that nine-hole course or whatever it's going to be is absolutely top-notch and is great for kids to come and play and it's got lights and it's got fun and it's got activities and um, and uh, and it's also got enough challenge for the people that, you know, used to play the 18 holes there. So um, that can be done. That can be achieved. You know what Solly was as keen to do as anything in terms of playing golf in this short trip that he's got down here was to play at Sandy Links. He was he. We drove out of the car park, and all his eyes were on Sandy Links. So, you know, explain to me what's happened here. How did this come about? And and what's the concept of the course? And uh, you know, yep. and a few people told him today that you know Sandy Links is referred to by the Royal Melbourne team as the North Course. Um, right. So they've got the East, the West, and Sandy Links is the North because uh, that team you know runs it but he he just couldn't take his eyes off it uh, and was intrigued by you know a course with par threes par fours and sandbelt like greens and uh, he just wanted to go and play it and then to see alba park next to the formula one track you know he's like yeah wow this is exciting this is this is great you know who plays there how do you get how do you get on it is it 18 holes nine holes yeah um, yeah this is like this yeah. all the best courses <laughs> in the world and does it for a, for a job but he was he was like oh i want to go and taste these you know golfing delights of uh, this great town because they're the things that you don't hear about. You know, you hear about the Royals, the Vicks, the yep. – the, uh, what else do you hear about? You hear about the – Yeah. The ones that are in Kingston the golf – The ones that are in the golf yeah. digest.com top 100 yeah. with the exception of Pinch the Kings, which North Course, which isn't on there, which I was gutted about. Anyway, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent again. Um, no, that's okay. A couple of years ago, I actually sent Solly a message about uh, about the Athena um, tournament that they hold at Sandy and telling him about that and, and you know, the kind of made-for-TV um, event that that is, which which is great, um, the little skills challenge and what have you, and told him a little bit about the course and said, hey, whenever you guys are out here, like, you got to go and play that on Strapped or, or, you know, as part of the Strap series or, um, yeah, as part of, like, a tourist source. So um, I hope he does get a chance to play it because, like, I, I think I think those guys would thoroughly enjoy Sandy, um, same as I do. It's a super little track. Love it. Yeah. Well, I was down there. Month ago, two months ago, with uh, Charlie Valor, who was uh, one of the uh, supporters of this podcast, Early Doors, um, because he did a review of it. Uh, that's what he does. He's in that world, and uh, he's since I've since co-opted him into the world of golf. And Sandy Links is his home. He loves going down there. I think he's there every Wednesday, every Friday, playing golf, yep. and he is absolutely happy in that uh, environment. And uh, why wouldn't you be? Very good, very good. And um, we'll talk more about the golf.com world top 100 once I peruse it a little bit more. Some ins and outs there, but um, I was very disappointed to see no Peninsula Kingswood North course uh, not on there. Um, not on there at all, Roscoe. Not, yeah, Cape, Cape Wickham also disappeared. Disappeared, yeah. Yeah. New South Wales is on there, reasonably high. Victoria came back in. Um, Elliston out. Ellison's out, I believe, because they can't get access to it. No one can play it, so they've just yeah. dropped it out of the rankings. So obviously, a sign that they don't want to be uh, ranked. Fair enough. Um, uh, one of my very, very, very special favourites came back in. Macrahanish, ninety-seven. So oh, that was good yeah. to see. Nice. But anyway, maybe it's just not our time at PK. Uh, anyway. Well, mate, I hope the uh, subscriptions go down. In lieu of not being on the 100? <laughs> don't mind that argument. I <laughs> uh, don't think so uh, very much. Don't Take that to so. the board. Don't think so at all. Uh, very good. I uh, Good luck to the PK Foundation at their um, event 
uh, where they have a fundraiser every quarter. They've got some guest speakers um, down there this week. And uh, if uh, you are down there and you do listen to this, buy up tickets in the raffle. Um, you know why? You know why I'm encouraging uh, the members that go down for the fundraiser to buy up tickets in the raffle? Two reasons. Need new balls on the driving range? No, 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 no. No, of course the foundation supports uh, some of the local communities around the golf course in that North Frankston area. There's a couple of schools um, in the area that really do benefit from the support that the Peninsula Kingswood Foundation offers them, providing opportunities for um, the young people from that part of Frankston to play sport, play better sport, be better equipped to play sport as an example. So if you buy, if you're going and you buy plenty of tickets, you are supporting that course. But if you buy plenty of tickets, you've got a better chance of winning the first prize. You know what the first prize is, Scott? This is a proud moment for me. Oh. It's a framed uh. It's a framed Ross Flanagan drone picture of the first South in a professionally framed by Nary Warren oh, Fine Art Printing. Uh, Sign a, me up. A-O size, so it's big. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So That's great, Roscoe. The club asked me, can we have one? Of the, would you donate one of these for a prize? We love that and we're looking for donations because it's a charity. Um, and I said, absolutely. That's a great donation, mate. So um, you, uh, if, you, if you're at that event, buy up the tickets. Send me a photo. Of, send me a photo of yourself with a picture. I just had to drop it <laughs> off. I'm not going to be there to hand it over or autograph it or do you know do any of that. Sign too, the back of it, Roscoe. Too busy with my media commitments, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Uh, very good. Uh, very uh, good, mate. Ha- have we covered everything and more? Uh yeah. McElroy invested in F1. I saw that. Did you see that? As you, as you do. <laughs> I would. As I you would. Do. I would That's have a had, loose change. You know, if I had yeah. the uh, loose chance of investing, I'd probably pick a, try and pick a better team. But, uh, you know, you've got to start somewhere, Ross. Yeah. Uh, good on them. Good on them. Uh, that's it, mate. I think we covered everything. Bit of a break in some of the tours this week. So, um, uh, so yeah, we'll be back on deck next week and, uh, and ready to go. Can't wait to hear more about the uh, Asia, Asia Am uh, results next week. Well, let's uh, keep your eye on it and uh, we'll see how we go. But uh, thanks for everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed what we do, like, share, subscribe. Thank you again to anyone that does take the effort to um, share the social media stuff. Uh, the one thing I did learn today, I'm sorry, you asked me about Solly and I sort of blew it off. Yeah. Um, he gave me a tip on some editing tools that, uh, you know, we've obviously captioned this via video and uh, how to make more use of this sort of thing and some AI stuff that uh, can do do stuff that otherwise takes me several hours to do can do it in moments so I'm, I'm pretty keen to find out a little bit more about some of those tools oh yeah dig into that Roscoe. yeah that the big guys use um so yeah there we go all right we'll see you next week uh thanks for joining on the my love of golf podcast until then play well and uh have a great week weekend and um enjoy your golf